tell Mom it was Billy's mistake. You're making the mistake. Flint! Anyone can have an accident, but lying makes it worse. But Mom will be upset. She'll be even more upset if you lie. And how would you feel if Billy got punished? Face up to what you've done. Don't take the easy way out. We'll tell her we did it. Remember, it's better to tell the truth. And that's no lie. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Hello and welcome to our new episode of Retrospection. Join us as we battle with the evil forces of Cobra in the 1987 animated adventure G.I. Joe, the movie. My name's Colin. What is this, the Twilight Zone? It feels like it sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. Never ending. Never ending. And my name's Paul and treachery! We're being attacked from behind. <laughs> That's not, that's not the voice you usually use for that sentence. <laughs> what, what, what voice do I usually use, Colin? I'm not doing it. And how do you know? And how do you know? Oh, I've been told. Oh, have you? Yeah. Uh, I thought you'd been lurking again. No, no, no. The, the boys' brigade told me. I was in the boys' brigade, you know. I, I know. That's a stain they've never removed. IMDB says the heroic G.I. Joe action force must oppose the ruthless Cobra organization that are secretly allied with a subterranean reptilian people who were their founders. Interesting that they use the term action force, as this was released as Action Force the movie in the UK, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Was it really? In fact, actually, you saying that now, I'm sure I remember um, seeing it in the video shop under that name. There you go. Ooh. So this, this has a connection with Transformers, doesn't it? In the sense that it's made by Hasbro? Yeah, but isn't there another, another deeper thing? The trans, is it the Transformers affected this movie or the other way around? Oh, so this movie was supposed to... So this, the Transformers, My Little Pony and G.I. Joe. Mm -hmm. And they were supposed to be released. And G.I. Joe was supposed to be the first movie, but just, it just got held up. Slightly delayed. No, no real serious reason. So Transformers came out first. Mm -hmm. Transformers bombed. My Little Pony bombed. So G.I. Joe never went to the cinema. It went straight to video. Oh, right. I, I had a, I'm sure I had a vague memory of seeing a poster on a wall. But maybe it was a, maybe it was a bus shelter. I, I could believe you've seen posters on walls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for this particular film. Oh, for this movie. Oh, okay. And didn't it affect something that majorly happens in this film as well? Yes, because Optimus Prime dies in the Transformers film, mm -hmm. and there was such a backlash to it that they had to re-edit certain parts of this film because Duke dies, yeah. in inverted commas, yes. in this film. <laughs> it's so obvious that he that he died as well when you get to that moment. 
And and yeah. apparently story consultant Bill Dixon has pointed out that if, if you actually watch that sequence it, with the sound down, it's obvious that he's dead. On the audio commentary that Bill Dixon does for the film, he does this whole long bit that's like a Monty Python dead parrot thing, but does the dead Joe <laughs> version of it. <laughs> He is an ex-Joe. He is no more a Joe. He is a dead Joe. He is a Joe that has slipped this mortal coil and passed on. He does all this, but like ages. <laughs> when Scarlett says um, he slipped into a coma, he just goes, bull. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> now, if, uh, if our listeners, any new listeners, want to hear us talk about the Transformers movie, Go all the way back to, I think it was one of our first episodes that we did, wasn't it? It was in the first 10, at ooh, least. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> some, some poor person recently downloaded the Knight Rider episode. I felt like emailing them oh, apologies. I bet they didn't come back. <laughs> no, I bet they didn't. <laughs> We'd have to do Knight Rider again. Do Because we actually could, yeah, we could, do, it we could do it better this time, couldn't we? We could, yeah. Yeah. Um, from what I remember as well, we didn't like the Transformers movie, did we? I don't think we did, no. no. Which is weird because I never collected any Transformers as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I had Transformers on videotape. I collected Action Force, which we'll talk about its equivalent to G.I. Joe. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like G.I. Joe, but I never had the G.I. Joe movie. How strange. Yeah, figure that one out. Yeah. It's very strange. Uh, I should say up front that um, I don't really know a lot about G.I. Joe oh. at all. I thought this was, was going to be a much bigger reveal. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll save that for, for when we've got no listeners and we need to. Okay. Um, now, I, I don't know a lot about G.I. Joe at all. I'd never seen this film before. Oh, and okay. I've maybe caught the odd episode here and there. My, my son actually watches mm -hmm. the, the old 80s cartoon now, and so I've drifted in and out of that a little bit. Um, right. But this movie's set after the original series, isn't it? It's between, I think it's between the first and second series. Okay. So I'm going to say up front now, I was very confused by a lot of this. Right. Yeah. Um, well, one of, the big, one of the big problems with it is because the film is basically designed to push the new toy line. <laughs> yes, and it's so obvious as well. <laughs> so half the G.I. Joes get captured and are, are like ignored for the entire film. So that's one of the problems with it. And isn't that, if memory serves, that's a similar situation to what they did with the Transformers movie, isn't it? They wanted to yeah. sell some new Transformers toys, so they, they yeah. sidelined all the original ones and brought in some new ones. And that, yeah. that always goes well, doesn't it, when you do that? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, another problem for continuity fans is, for example, you see Steeler and Grunt in this film, but uh, in the cartoon episode Worlds Without End Part 2, which aired before this film came out, they had stayed behind in an alternate Cobra-controlled universe, so they shouldn't be in the film. Uh, did, did these writers go on to write modern Star Trek, Colin, by any chance? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> be very interested to see if they're still working now. There's there's a, a an interesting and slightly irritating phrase that gets repeated in this movie quite a lot. Cobra la. Yeah, yeah. The the writer says that it was, well, first of all, the name Cobra la 
was just a placeholder in the script before they decided to come up with something. But unfortunately, the Hasbro people loved it so much that they decided to keep it. <laughs> and he's he's not happy about that at all. Because he said it was just a rip-off of Shangri-La. That is true, isn't it? I hadn't thought of that. It does get very irritating, though. Yeah, and also the la-la-la-la-la yeah. stuff was supposed to be high-pitched and shrill, similar to the mm-hmm. sound the women make in Lawrence of Arabia as a warning when approaching troops are coming. But, not, but none of the voice actors could do it high enough. And it never, it never quite reached the sound that he wanted. The movie's opening sequence at the Statue of Liberty, um, that was originally planned as, as the movie's climax. Yeah. It was turned into an opening so that newcomers to the franchise would understand the premise to the series. Yep, again, against the writer's wishes, because, as he says in the commentary, he couldn't understand why Cobra is attacking the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, because it's... There's no logic to it. it and it, it doesn't really fit with the rest of the movie anyway. No, not, not unless he's into statue toppling before it became a thing. <laughs> maybe, maybe so, yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Uh, there was originally intended to be a topless scene, apparently. Zorana yeah. was supposed to, yeah, get out of the car when she's in disguise and changes, but suddenly she has a magical swimsuit that appears <laughs> from nowhere. It would have been a strange turn to have cartoon boobs in it, don't you think? Well, well it would have been from the back, though. Ah, so it, ah, that was me thinking they were going to go full frontal. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very strange idea. <laughs> maybe it would have done better no. if they'd have done that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So why Action Force, the movie in the UK? Go on. Well, the UK had its own line of action figures known as Action Force. Originally, these Palatoy-produced toys were just smaller incarnations of the Action Man line. We call it Generation 1 now. Mm-hmm. Uh then they became their own franchise. As time went on, they started to use molds from the American G.I. Joe line, repainting and renaming them. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Scarlet in G.I. Joe became Quarrel in Action Force. She was a member of Z-Force. This is known as the second generation. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Palatoy ceded control to Hasbro, who would then just bring G.I. Joe figures into Europe and repackage them in Action Force cards. The comics joined the G.I. Joe world with Action Force by having Baron Ironblood, who was the main enemy in Action Force, re-emerge as Cobra Commander. Now, I, I did have some Action Force figures, those early Action Force figures. I think we talked about this in, in a Christmas episode a while ago. Yeah, um, I had, I had I a Baron Ironblood, and I had the, the... There was an SAS guy as well, wasn't there? With a, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I had the, the Frogman, and there yeah. was a, a diving... A big diving helmet guy as well, wasn't there? So those, excluding Baron Ironblood, but the Frogman, the Diver, and the SAS guy, were the first generation because they were the versions of the big action men. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. And then it slipped into being more uh, like G.I. Joe. And so they, when this movie came out, you know, when they'd say, Yo, Joe, they dubbed it into Yo, Action Force <laughs> and things like Did that. Did they really? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so by 1987, it, was it still Action Force in this country then, in the UK? Oh gosh, I can't remember the years. I didn't have any. I don't have any dates on my mind. I mean, I I, um, I remember. I, weirdly, I did used to buy. Um, there was a comic, wasn't there? Battle Action Force in the UK. Yes. It was yeah. one of those weird newspaper type comics, like Eagle and 
and scream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I used to yeah. buy that. Yeah, I used to get mm-hmm. it too. Yeah, started off just as battle and then became battle action fast. But I, I don't remember the time when it actually all became G.I. Joe in, in the UK. Yeah, I think we probably stopped yeah. being into action figures at that mm-hmm. point. Oh, oh, yeah, we did, Colin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, we've come round yeah. again. I mean, there was a, yeah. I was, I'd like to say we discovered girls, but I think I discovered computers yeah. instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure you had Samantha Fox's strip poker, so, you know, that's kind of a girl, isn't it? Uh, that's yeah. true, yeah, yeah. Massive pixels. <laughs> Were they pixelated though? Very. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so in the movie stars the voices of, and this is a big list, so I've kind of cut it down mm-hmm. a bit. Michael Bell as Duke, Blowtorch, Lift Ticket, and Zamat. Don Johnson. Go on. As Lieutenant Falcon. That one blew me away. I didn't expect to see Don Johnson's name pop up at the start of this. Yeah. He's he's it's not a great performance, is it, from Don Johnson? It feels like he's turned up an hour before they've given him a script and he's just reading it. Well, the writer says that nobody was in the same room. Usually, when they when they've done the cartoon series, they actually have people in the same studio mm. doing the lines so they can play off each yeah. other. But for the film. Everybody was recorded individually. But there's there's a big difference between the performance that um, Don Johnson gives and the other big name that you're going to mention in a minute. Right. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. There is, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Arthur Burghardt as Destro, Christopher Collins as Cobra Commander, Gung Ho, Ripper, Peter Cullen as Xandor, Nemesis Enforcer, Brian Cummings as Dr. Mindbender, B.J. Ward as Scarlet, Dick Gutier as Serpenter, and Burgess Meredith as Galobulus. That's the one. I mean, he's really giving it everything, isn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the writer met him and said he was nice to work with. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm I'm sure he was. Yeah, isn't there? Um, um didn't he play someone called G.I. Joe in an old movie in the forties? Yeah, he did. Mm. Yeah, nice little connection yeah. there. I wonder whether they, they were aware yeah. of that at the time. I'm sure they were. We must mm-hmm. have, yeah. Mm-hmm. At least the writing people. I, can't, I don't know about the Hasbro mm-hmm. side of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those, mm-hmm. particularly Don Johnson, that threw me when that name came up. I wasn't expecting that. I sat up at that point. Yeah. Did you? I sat back down quite soon afterwards, but... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you probably probably that strenuous. Well, my, back, my back's not been great lately, so, you know... Yeah, you, Head started spinning. <laughs> You're like, oh, too much movement for absolutely, me. Absolutely. Is that it? Are you ready? Yeah, uh, yeah that's it. So let's deploy. Uh, uh, hang on, what? <laughs> <laughs> I've not heard that for a while, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Pull your rip card. We're going in. We open with quite a showbiz looking logo and a battle between G.I. Joe and Cobra at the Statue of Liberty. Cobra troopers are parachuting down. Others are flying in trouble bubbles or in claw gliders. And we get a rocking theme tune. The first thing I want to say is, were my eyes deceiving me or did I see a Marvel Productions logo at the start of this movie? 
Oh, maybe you did, yeah. <laughs> that sticks in your throat a bit, doesn't it? I I I, I didn't <laughs> see it. It went it, it went blurred. <laughs> is that is that the, the Marvel blindness uh, that you suffer from? Yeah, my Marvel Yes, yes. I, I love yeah. this song. I thought it was great. Although I, I, I think that they should have made the whole thing a musical like this. That would have been great. Just put yeah, put the songs all the way through it. Have the characters sing these kind of songs. Yeah. And this is why you are where you are. <laughs> <laughs> People are running in fear as Crimson Guards land. One punches out a cameraman. Major blood flies past us through an explosion. And as the singer belts out, who can turn the tide? G.I. Joe, we see Duke yell, yo, Joe, as he launches from the statue with his jetpack. Lieutenant Flint joins him and opens fire. A cobra bat, battle android trooper, explodes. We see multiple Skyhawks take off. At this point, I was thinking, what the fuck am I watching here? <laughs> It's just just shit exploded everywhere. There's laser guns firing all over That's the place, right. and it, it, it and it kind of felt a bit Team America-ish as well. <laughs> it you know? does, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lasers are blasting everywhere. Explosions. Destro hands Cobra Command an implausibly large bomb with a countdown at five minutes. The commander straps into a claw glider and attaches the bomb with its countdown now at three minutes to the base of the Statue of Liberty. The battle rages as the music increases. We see Alpine swinging onto a cobra fire bat. He breaks a glass canopy and swings away. Duke's up next as he lands a good night punch right on Cobra's chrome dome, sending him flying off the statue. Why are you laughing? I'm not. I'm not. You've, you've done some work on this. Carry on. <laughs> this, is, this is good. But luckily, he falls onto a trouble bubble piloted by a viper. But it's not over yet. A scarlet dex torch and cobra mare sail in guns blazing. A voiceover begins as Lady J lobs a spear. I had no idea who any of these people were. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was so confusing. And I'd love to see... There's people just shooting everywhere. Yeah. I'd love to see the collateral damage figures after this. <laughs> <laughs> How many civilians did we get? Don't mention it. Don't mention it. G.I. Joe is the codename for America's during highly trained special mission force. Its purpose to defend human freedom against Cobra. Human freedom? Yeah, fuck the dogs and the cats. Don't care about tigers. Human freedom, that's all that human. matters. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. Within seconds to spur, Duke swoops down, grabs the bomb, and attaches it to the Cobra Commander's flying base ship. Retreat! Retreat! Screams Commander as the ship explodes. And Duke, grasping the American flag, lands on the head of the Statue of Liberty. By God, that's how you open a film. Do you know, in over 100 episodes of Retrospection, I've never seen you this animated, Colin. Oh, it's more, <laughs> more animated than the film, the animation. <laughs> <laughs> You're, 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 no, you're enjoying yourself here. I can tell. Yeah. We cut to a swamp, insects buzzing. And we get an interesting commentary on life as fish eats the insect and a crocodile eats the fish. Yeah. It's a circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> 
Have we had vehicles. the cast list come up yet? Yeah. What, on screen? Yeah. Uh, it's coming up while all the act. I'm not doing the cast list. The action's too important, Paul. I ain't got time for that shit. No, the only reason I bring it up is because I noticed that it said Sergeant Slaughter as Sergeant Slaughter. Is he a wrestler? He was a wrestler at the time, yeah. Oh, right. I, I thought that explains a lot, actually, <laughs> in terms of the performance. Um, but I thought we would go for like a curl off in Frankenstein, where it's just like a question mark. You know, I thought they would be doing oh, yeah. something clever, you know. Oh, he's oh, a wrestler. No. He's oh, a wrestler, right. okay. yeah. Okay, yeah. all right then. <laughs> right. Carry on. Ve- vehicles move through the swamp in a convoy. We see the reflection of the convoy in the crocodile's eye. This is not a cartoon, it's an art film. I'm not saying anything. Go on. <laughs> There's a scene where Duke plays chess with death and all is that. <laughs> Do you watch it though if there was? Oh yeah, yeah, I would. I mean I'm sitting yeah. through this, so I would I would, you know. Uh, uh, a tentacle eye thing pops out of the water and watches them. We then see the Cobra Terror Dome and the roof opens. A squadron of trouble bubbles fly out and head to the approaching convoy. But the sound Stolen from Star Wars. There's lots of sounds stolen from lots of places in this uh, in this movie. Battlestar Galactica, Star Wars, and Star Trek. Yep, yep, and there's a little yeah. bit of Flash Gordon, 1930s Flash Gordon in it as well. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta keep the classics. Absolutely. Yeah. Deep in the Terror Dome, Serpentor is less than pleased with the failed plans from earlier. Blunderers, fools, our greatest enemies, not G.I. Joe, but your collective incompetence. He points at Cobra Commander. But CC, is I'm going to call Cobra Commander from now on. All right. Yeah. CC isn't having any, not CC, but CC isn't having any of it. Hogwash, the fault lies with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's going to get, when I'm on my fourth beer, Later, it's going to get really confusing when you're talking about CC and all these. And I'm going to I'm going to clue who you're talking about. It's hard enough to keep track of it as it is. There's about yeah. a million characters in this film. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> I've got to say as well that um, what, what's his name? The snake guy, Serpentor. Serpentor. He's gone a bit overboard with that snake motif, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean it, no, I don't think he has. I think he told people he likes snakes and things and then every bugger starts buying him snake related memorabilia <laughs> you know what happens when you say you like stuff and then everybody just buys you that is it like you get too many socks at christmas yeah but you know like if you have a dog like a schnauzer everyone mm-hmm. buys you stuff with schnauzers on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it's that kind of thing okay all right i, I like that yeah. i like that idea makes yeah. sense that's why he's so angry too he's just never enjoyed christmas or his birthdays but, but he doesn't, at the same time, he doesn't want to let them down, does he? So he wears it all. No, well, he, he has to wear them, yeah. yeah. They're all psychopaths. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to upset them, do you? <laughs> CC's minions think the boss has gone nuts to say such things to Serpenter. But CC continues, he does Serpenter to let his people speak out, and they will back him. And he says it's Serpenter who is at fault. Serpenter agrees, and CC asks Destro to step forward to speak for him. Never, as a boss, misjudged his staff as much as this. Although, Paul, there was that time that you... <laughs> hey, whoa, 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 whoa. We'll leave that one there. <laughs> Destro's needs Destro... A, Destro needs a throat lozenge badly, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he needs some tunes. He needs some tunes, yes. Yeah. 
Destro says that CC is a buffoon. The commander turns to Dr. Mindbender, Zamat and Tomax, and the Baroness and urges them to challenge Destro's remarks. Dr. Mindbender steps forward and points out that Destro forgot to mention that CC is also a coward. <laughs> there's a there's a there's an incredible array of accents going on in this uh, <laughs> sequence. Yeah, the well. Baroness is supposed to be Russian. Dr. Mindbender, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, yeah. Who's the one with the monocle? Major Blood. Is he French by any chance? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure at one point he went, ha, 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 like that. Well, well, you do that, don't you? <laughs> I've got a string of onions around my neck as well. You know, while you're looking it up, I will point out that um, I had to rewatch this film twice. Because the first really? time I watched it, it kind of washed over me. And I'm making notes. And I, and, and I couldn't keep track and keep up with who was who. So much action. Yeah, so much going on. Exciting, right? And, and, and as I said, there was about a million characters. So I thought, I'm going to have to watch it again. And I, and I opened up a page. I found, a, I found an internet page that actually I needed. It wasn't just, I didn't just, I couldn't just do it with the names of the characters. I had to have <gasps> pictures of the characters next to me as well so that I could remember who was who. You cheated. Yeah. How else am I supposed to remember who they are? That's true. But no, Major Bud's not. Major Blood is not French. He's Australian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you say so. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yes. Silly me. We cut to the tentacle thing moving out of the water. It reveals a glowing mass of a hooded being inside. The figure steps out as orange goo drips from its body. It approaches the pterodome's fence and discovers it's electrified. The figure releases a bunch of hungry electric eels that then chomp the way through the fence with a lightsaber sound effect. It is, isn't it? Yes, I got that as well. Meanwhile, Cobra Commander is still getting a roasting from his people. I mean, these are not the ones you want to ask a reference from <laughs> when you're applying for a new job, right? <laughs> no, no, no. And why do I get the feeling in a minute that the, the tone that... Um that uh, Cobra Commander's using would be the same tone that you would take if someone was trying to assassinate me. No. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Inept. Insufficient. Inexcusable. But enough about you, Paul. Back to Cobra Commander. Ooh. <laughs> College in roast mode. All right. Well, you're never out. You're never not, we'll really, see. are you? But... No, no, no. <laughs> But CC says, it's all lies, lies, lies. Back outside, the figure is still approaching the dome. It dispatches a guard whose screams are picked up by a televiper in the communication centre. He sounds the alarm. Crimson guards grab their rifles. The creature cuts a hole in a door with its hands. It avoids the guards and takes out some mechanics with a, um, a brown bladder squeezed empty of poisonous <laughs> gas. Probably. I don't know. No idea. I don't know. How, how no. many of these creatures has she got? She's just pulling them out. And where does she keep them? Well, they're, they're, they're like shapeless blobs that so they can mould around her body. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you know about shapeless blobs. <laughs> I know about dangerous gases as well, but we won't go there. You don't want to go there. No, I don't. Not anymore. Back at CC's pity party, they realise that the perimeter has been breached thanks to a massive sign that says intruder alert. <laughs> These guards as well, they're not much cop, are they? 
No, they're the stormtroopers of the G.I. Joe world. There's a worse. There's worse to come in the second half of this movie, but we'll we'll get there. Ger- German sausages. I always do that joke every time. <laughs> I figure no one's listening. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, you don't remember anyway. <laughs> no. I mean, if I don't remember, See? nobody else is. That's true. Mm. CC thinks it's an assassination attempt on Serpentor. They want him to stay and be protected, but Serpentor is in his Ur chariot. He says he'll meet the enemy head on. Mindbender says, if something happens to you, then there is no Cobra. CC joins in. Yes. And then the penny drops. Oh, yes. If something happens to Serpentor, it will be tragic. <laughs> we will find the assassin. Cobra Commander reminds me of you a lot, Colin. Well, well in what way? Uh, <laughs> do you really want me to say? <laughs> I think you should finish, yeah. You mean like uh, how he looks good in a uniform? That's it, yeah, if you like. Stands expert, tall and straight. Expert military tactician. Yeah, not not, not not backstabber. Or people or around no, 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 no. no, okay, no. good. The creature is still on the loose and attacks a bunch of Crimson Guards with some seaweed tentacle thing and acid in the face. And a face hugger is used and a good old-fashioned punch. That's right, yes. Cobra Commander sees the creature heading in one direction, but tells his colleagues to go the other way. Back at the comms, they detect the intruders approaching Serpentor's war room. Seal all sectors! But the creature gets through. Serpentor's throne fires explosive darts, but misses the intruder. Serpentor then does a runner. His throne and chariot lowers into the floor. The intruder drops down. Nobody challenges Serpentor. This I command. That won't be necessary, replies the intruder, and removes her hood. Serpentor is confused as she seems somewhat familiar. She reveals that she is part of Serpentor's destiny. When you were created, my face was etched into your soul. I am Pyfoda, and it is time for you to fulfill your destiny. Behold, the broadcast energy transmitter, as she shows a projection of the machine. You know, still not got a fucking clue what's going on. (laughs) But all right, (laughs) keep going, keep going. We cut to the Alpine Mountains. Horns are sounding. Just in case you didn't know it was the Alpine. I've got to say, it, they didn't write Alpine across it. They used someone played Alpine horns as a clue to where you are, which is quite good. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's the equivalent, I suppose, of, of sticking a red telephone box if you were in London. Or having a French man in a stripy shirt with some onions and a baguette that's going, it. ha, 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 ha. Yep, yep. Cycling past the Eiffel that, Tower. That's two instances of one of us going, ha, ha, ha. No, that's three now in this episode. Yeah. Well, we can't stop. That's just cancelled. Yeah, in France. And I don't think we have any French I don't think we've got, do we? Fuck them. <laughs> I <think laughs> said that before. <laughs> Atiba Joes are working on the broadcast energy transfer machine, which looks like a giant dish with reflecting panels on wheels. Mainframe and dial tone are inserting panels into the machine and commenting on the horns. I think dial tone is kind of sick of his name. Because <laughs> you know it's a bit it's a bit out of date now, isn't it? <laughs> well, you you couldn't really you make fun of him. Yeah, I mean you you'd have to call him something else now, wouldn't you? Yeah, everyone's like, oh, you took your time. You're almost as slow as dial tone here. <laughs> it's revealed that the machine will generate unlimited energy anytime 
anywhere. Duke seems unsure if it will work, but Scarlet says, let's see if we've wasted a billion taxpayers' dollars. Duke turns on the machine. Orange, blazing energy. Beams appear to the sounds of yep, lightsabers. Mm -hmm. It works. Suddenly, cross-country's Havoc vehicle starts up and drives away. They think it's because of the machine. Duke turns it off. Cross-country chases after the machine. Stop! Stop! And he vanishes over the hill. Then, almost immediately, he comes running back. Go! Go! He's being chased by Cobra. Serpentor tells him to destroy everything except, you know, the, the thing we're after, because that would be silly. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't put it past them, though, at this point. No, no, I think that's why he has to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Explosions rock the mountain. Cobra attacks with dreadnoughts helping G.I. Joe, and they're forced to regroup. By the way, the writer points out that Cobra's retreat, G.I. Joe's never retreat, they regroup. That's what we do as well, isn't it? We regroup, we regroup. Yeah, after every episode. After every episode. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help, though, does it, Colin? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Serpentor, CC argue with Serpentor, referring to him as a lackey, but they're interrupted by roadblock, opening firing on them, causing the vehicle to go out of control and crash. Mm -hmm. Duke orders covering fire as he tries to get to the energy machine. Cobra attacks him and a laser blast hits his arm. Snow job and quick kick. Ride to the rescue. Taking out the dreadnoughts. Riders, as one of them flies off his bike, he yells, God, blind me! <laughs> uh, you know what? The snow job is one of the best names in this whole film. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> I had to rewind it just to make sure I hadn't misheard it. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the dreadnoughts are like a, a biker gang that's led by Zartan that have joined Cobra. Who Zartan? Yeah, Zartan. He leads the dreadnoughts. Okay, and he's in this movie. Yes. Is he? Okay. Yes. All right. I'll take your word for it, Colin. <laughs> Although he could change his face, but he doesn't do it in this film. Oh, it's probably probably good for me that he doesn't. <laughs> Even more confused. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I do get the impression that Duke I do get the impression that Cobra Commander just spends his days screaming inside his helmet. Yeah, probably. Mm. Yeah, even when there's no one mm. around, mm. I could relate. Yeah. You can. Yeah, you're always screaming at your helmet. Screaming at my helmet. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, your little helmet. What do you mean, little? Tiny. <laughs> Don't give all those secrets away, Colin. <laughs> Seriously. All right. All right. Duke makes it to the machine and starts to power it up, but Serpentor sweeps down and grabs him. Duke pulls out a pin from a grenade, drops on the chariot, then throws himself out. He hits the ground and rolls. The chariot explodes. Duke makes it back to the energy machine and powers it up. All of Joe's weapons are activated and start attacking Cobra. CC panics. Serpentor attacks Duke. The Baroness wants to help Serpentor, but CC stops her. Serpentor thinks he has Duke and pounces on him, but oh, Duke kicks Serpentor into the air. He lands on the BET and is electrified by the energy dish. Keep going. Baroness goes to rescue Serpentor, but is stopped by CC. He screams, retreat! What coward, cold, retreat, exclaims Destro. But retreat is what they do, to seek sanctuary in the mountains. Now G.I. Joe is split into two teams, one to get Cobra, the others to secure Serpentor and the BET. The Joes catch up with Cobra and open fire. The Joe team chase Cobra's team into the grove, a weird collection of redwood toadstools. As Quick Kick says, what is this, the Twilight Zone? 
Suddenly, Roadblock is grabbed by something and pulled into the ground. Then the ground opens, and at this point, shit gets unreal. <laughs> well, we, we, we might as well what? carry on in that vein, because uh, I think we... Mm-hmm. It doesn't oh. get... Yeah. <laughs> Any more sensible. Uh, a bunch of people wearing what looked like red or white pajamas with masks and capes attack Snake Eyes, Snowjob, and Quick Kick while yelling, la 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 I mean, that's no way off putting and annoying, is it, at all? No. No, 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 it's not. Shipwreck calls for them to back off fast as more of the creatures descend. Mm-hmm. And the writer loves the shipwreck character. Why? He just likes the way he talks and likes writing dialogue for him. He, he said that if he had his way, the, the whole film would be just shipwreck on uh, shore leave. <laughs> that would be quite fun, yes. <laughs> yeah, it would, yeah. Snowjob jumps into his vehicle and goes after CC, but he's stopped by a man with wings and talons that cuts through the vehicle. This is Nemesis. The Joes are beaten. Cobra Commander talks to the man. It seems he knows them, but the man gives him a slap. You struck me. Globulus will have your head for this. But Pyphona appears and puts Cobra Commander in his place. He's, he's not having a good day, is he? He's not. Not at all. I've had days like this. Have yeah. you? You've, you've been slapped by a man with wings before. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that, that's going to happen. That's going to happen a lot later when, when you're dead. <laughs> uh, is this heaven? Can I come in? <laughs> wow. I've lived a good life. What's that for? I've been, a, I've been a good boy. Get back down. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Can't argue with that. <laughs> She tells him that they should come with her now, but Cece tries to scarp her. He jumps into a vehicle and drives away. Nemesis gives chase. He swoops down and grabs Cobra Commander and flies away with him. Pyphona reveals to the Dreadnoughts that she knows everything and they should rescue Serpita. Why should we? replies Ripper. Does this answer your question, she says, revealing a giant diamond. Gem of that size answers all my questions, answers the leader of the Dreadnoughts, Zatan. Yeah, he's a bit of a look at the shiny, shiny kind of guy, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Back at Joe HQ, Duke is frustrated, having heard nothing from Roadblock. General Hawk tells him not to write Roadblock off yet. Duke is worried about numbers because now they have the BET and Serpentor. These fang guys are bound to take a whack at them. Hawk orders Flint to take a team out to rescue Roadblock's unit. Meanwhile, Hawk will place the machine and Serpentor under maximum security. Duke reveals that the training of the new recruits has been accelerated. That's easier said than done. First, they've got to survive Beachhead, replies Hawk. <laughs> we cut to Beachhead with new recruits. Beachhead sounds like the dentist from Little Shop of Horrors, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, and yeah. why is one of those characters pulling out a gun in what is essentially an office meeting? Because why wouldn't you? <laughs> he's, oh, he's, he's American. He's, uh, well, ooh, topical. Topical, Colin. <laughs> All right, I'll leave him that one, though. You're the one that lives there. <laughs> There's so many facing names. Him. So many names, though. Oh, My head's hurting at this point. Yeah, facing him, uh, Chuckles, <laughs> Tunnel Rat, Big Lob, Jinx, and Law. Big... Now, these are new characters for the... These are the new, the new range of characters. Did did they catch on? Please tell me that Big Lob caught on. Yeah, Big Lob. Well, no, it's a basketball move. Yeah, but did the character of Big Lob catch on? Of course he did. Did he? They all did, yeah. Have you got all these figures then? 
No, I don't collect toys. What do you think I am, a kid? What, what, what's behind you? Uh, a fake, one of those fake Zoom. Oh, backgrounds. is it? It's one of those, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. Just made, yeah. you just made the background look like lots of uh, G.I. Joe figures, just just so it, yeah. Yeah, just for the episode. Just, is that yeah, what yeah, you're yeah, doing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. That's right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Your chin is down, your chest is out, your gut in, your face mean, because you're a tough, rough fighting machine. All right, Colin, calm, calm down. <laughs> Bit personal. Well, well, only two only two of you. Uh, if I was talking to you, I'd have to say your chins are down. <laughs> your boobs are out. Your gut is out. <laughs> Beecher wants to know where the goof-off Lieutenant Falcon is. When he wants to see these raw hides are made of and puts them through their paces. Now, one exercise is where they have to run across a checkerboard yard and ring a bell. A big deal, right? But when they start, explosions are going off around them. Yeah, this, this is a bit dangerous, isn't it? It does, you know, like if you kill... The, I mean, recruits do get hurt in exercises, but this seems a little extreme. Plus, it's a waste of money to kill off some of these elite troops, mm. right? Mm-hmm. You've just yeah. gone to the expense of giving them all these special names as well. Someone sat there for ages and thought these names up. You don't think these are their real names? What, Big Lob? No, actually. Big Lob. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they're, they're not. They have real names. I haven't heard that. Do you get the, the, the real names are on their ID cards on the back of the packaging. Oh, I'd like to think that there's a Mama and Papa Lob out there. Mama and Papa yeah, Lob? Yeah, little baby Lob. Or maybe... Baby lob, little lob. Little lob. Minor yes, lob. minor lob. <laughs> Spin-off, Colin. Oh, Spin-off. Spin-off. The, 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 the lobs. lobs. The lob family. <laughs> yeah. Get on it. Add it to the list. You know that You know that Chuckles is like a Miami Vice thing? Go on. Well, it's got to be. Why? The way he's carrying, he's got a flowery shirt and... Yeah, I suppose I never thought of that. Yeah, that's kind of, I can that see kind that. Of thing, yeah. The shoulder holster, because yeah. he's just—it's it, funny because he's a CIA operative, and on his on his card it says he's a smooth talker, but in this film he never says a word. That's probably a good thing for me, actually. <laughs> yeah, one less to worry about. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's one less to worry about, right? Tunnel rat sees a sewer pipe and climbs in. Big lob climbs up a rope and then jumps in water, avoiding electrified barbed wire. He throws a grenade, destroying a gun turret. Throughout this, he's doing a sports-style commentary. He reaches the bell and rings it. Shortly after, Tunnel Rat does the same. The crowd goes bananas, yells Big Lob. Beachhead throws the remote down, smashing it. The crowd isn't the only thing that's going bananas. He's not very professional, is he, this guy? No, but then again, I've worked with people like this, so... Have you? Yeah. Recently? Well, that would be telling, Colin. (laughs) (laughs) That was the point of the question. Yeah, I know it was. And I'm not going there. So, carry on. We cut to Beachhead with Law. He tells Law that somewhere in this village is a time bomb set to go off in five minutes. I'm beginning to wonder if, like, the bosses know what Beachhead is doing. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, are there people in this village? I don't think it's a real village. Maybe it is. I mean... If they don't oh, yeah, know what he's doing. He knows doing. Beachhead, right? Yeah. 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 Law calls his dog Order Over. Beachhead wants to know what the dog is doing here. Law tells him that Order is trained to sniff out explosive. Beachhead reminds him it's supposed to be Law's test, but Law points out that they're a team. He sniffs out the bombs, I drive the car. We tried it the other way, but it didn't work. 
It's a nice lie. It is. That's a good lie. I'd like to point out that Beachhead could be anybody under that. That like Clive. Right? It could be just Duke. Nobody's going to know, <laughs> are over. they? Yeah. No, Beachhead is real. He's over there. I mean, he's not. Arda <laughs> <laughs> fires the bomb and brings it back. Beachhead snatches it from him and throws it. Arda runs and brings it back. Beachhead can't wrestle it from him, but Arda just takes it and throws it away. It explodes. I hope you both get fleeked. Couldn't he just disarm it? No. No. Beachhead doesn't make, but Beachhead doesn't make bombs that can be disarmed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That'd be too simple. Next up is Chuckles. All he has to do is fire a cannon at a hiss tank. The cannon misfires. Chuckles grabs the missile and runs towards the hiss tank with it. He chucks it at the hiss, destroying it. Next time, use the rocket launcher, says Beachhead. I- I'm not sure how feasible that would be, but... All right. <laughs> all right. That, that's your first problem with the yeah, cartoon. That, that is the first. Well, no, I've had problems uh, all the way through so far, but, you know, that right. That kind of stands out a little bit more. Than yeah. Some of them. yeah. Finally, Jinx is up. Beachhead asks why she isn't dueling with Lieutenant Falcon, but he still hasn't turned up. Beachhead says it's probably because when she's around, things go wrong. Jinx grabs a poodle stick and closes her eyes. Beachhead tells her, Open your eyes and keep your mouth shut. Oh, he's a charmer, isn't he? <laughs> they fight, and Beachhead knocks her to the ground. Pathetic. Don't bother to unpack. But Jinx challenges her again. This time, she blindfolds herself, snaps the pugil stick in two. As my blind ninja master used to say, he who tiptoes without sweeping Lego will feel great pain. He doesn't say that. I made that up. <laughs> it's good advice, though, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It yeah. really is. What he really says is the keenest eye is the one that looks inwards. This time she knocks him to the ground. I'd love to be in the rec room later when word gets round that he was beaten by a blindfolded woman. Because <laughs> Beachhead sounds like the kind of guy who couldn't take that. No, no, no. He's not living that one down, is he? No. 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 I'm watching these training sessions, and for some reason I'm suddenly thinking, oh, I really want to watch Police Academy. I can see what you mean. Yeah, there is a bit of a feel to that, isn't there? And Jinx has got a bit of um, what's that? What's that character's name in in the Police Academy movies? The um, I can't remember any of the names. You know the 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 the, the blonde one that's that's um, quite oh right, quite austere and yeah. yes. <coughs> stacked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did I ever tell you I saw Police Academy two before I saw Police Academy one? I don't think it matters, but why? I think it's because it, I think it's because it was the only thing in the video store at the time. It was one of those decisions. I, I I remember, I remember we rented out Police Academy One, and halfway through, it was decided that I shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think it was when we got to the shower scene. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a very, very different film from the others, right? Yeah, they're all all the others are kind of like just PG, PG thirteen type movies, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but for me, like police, everyone thinks Police Academy two is worse than Police Academy. But for me, it has like I, I feel it's better than what other people say, just because of the way I saw them. No, that's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. All right, now we finally see Lieutenant Falcon, who appears to have time-traveled to the Southern America of the 1830s and kidnapped a woman and brought her back to the present time. 
Yeah, she's got um, she's got a parasol, hasn't she? And um, she got a parasol, like a, a stereotypical southern accent. But oh well, yeah. yes, there's a reason. Yeah. And as a date, he's decided to bring her to a top secret base to show her the evil serpent to her. I mean, it beats your date of Pizza Hut and a couple of Bacardi breezes, pal. Hey, don't knock it till you've tried it. She is naturally fearful of Serpentor, but Falcon reassures her. And when I say reassure, I'm using massive air quotes because what he says is, when you're with Lieutenant Falcon, the only thing you have to fear is Falcon himself. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> uh, that doesn't sound great, does it? What's he going to do to her? <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's a, yeah, that, yeah. that, that noise you made then, just <laughs> probably pretty much yeah. it. And, and, then, and I will say again that it's nice to hear that Don Johnson put all his, all his effort into his delivery of his lines and didn't just read them on the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Was he, so this is 87, so he was like three years into Miami Vice or something? About yeah, that. and it was, probably, it was probably at the height of, of um, and he'd probably admit to this as well, and I think he has in interviews that I've, that I've seen. Probably at the height of his douchebaggery as well. So it's probably a lunch break he did this in. Probably. Yeah. Probably. He then says, look at those tech manuals over there. Suppose those were some Cobra creeps. He pulls out his laser blaster and does a ricochet shot, which finishes by blasting a hole through some perfectly fine manuals that are now useless. She's impressed and asks him to do it again. Falcon fires over his shoulder and the laser bounces around, but... Duke enters with the blast, narrowly missing him. Duke is annoyed. How can Falcon bring a date to a military prison? That's a fair enough question, isn't it? Mm-hmm, it is. Falcon's date thought that he was in charge. Duke sees she's got a camera and takes a film from it. Falcon says, well, this is boring, and then just decides to go leave, but Jinx appears and Duke tells her to escort Falcon's date off the base. I had a wonderful time, Falcon. She says, did she? (laughs) (laughs) Like threatening commentary from Falcon and him showing off his shooting skills. Well, I mean, if she's time traveled from uh, the 19th century, this is this is going to be amazing to her, isn't it? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Duke tells Falcon that he's close to his sin subordination. Falcon pulls rank, but Duke tells him he's on guard duty until he says otherwise. So I should point this out. Technically, Falcon outranks Duke. As he's a first mm-hmm. lieutenant and Duke is a first sergeant. But because Duke is second in command in the base, he can give orders to Falcon. Thanks. I should also point <laughs> out that, that rank is a bit cloudy in the G.I. Joe world. I, I, do you know what? It, it didn't even occur to me that there was any rank going on. Oh, I thought you would have leaned back and gone, oh, it's all rank. <laughs> Here are we. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> There's a there's a really good line here as well where um I think it's Duke that says it and he says make like an amoeba and split. Oh, you like that line? I like that line. It's a good line. That yeah, there are a few. Mm-hmm. We cut to Falcon's date speeding away in a sports car. She reaches a river, takes off her hat and dress to reveal mm. swimwear. So th- this is where the topless shot would have been. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> One if of I'd have been in charge, as I say, it would have been a full frontal. Yeah, if you'd been drawing it. Mm-hmm. Do you imagine if you'd, you'd been like told to sketch it and you come back with that? <laughs> it was the 80s, I mean. Yeah, you know. That's true, yeah. A L- little bit oh. of bush. 
What, what she'd been hiding behind it or something? <laughs> no, I mean, Kate Bush. She's all the rage at the minute, isn't she? That's true. She's mm. running up that hill. She is. Yeah. Same hill she ran up in uh, 1987 or whatever it was. She's running back up it. Uh, one of the dreadnoughts grabs her, but she throws him into the water and pulls off a blonde wig to reveal it. Reveal it. Reveal herself as Zorana. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Right. It's revealed she secretly had film in her earring. Pythona appears and tells them they're going to free Serpenter tonight. Back at the base, Alpine and Gung Ho are guarding Serpenter and feeling antsy. Falcon is supposed to be guarding the outer perimeter and Gung Ho, you know, he feels safe about that. Mm-hmm. But Falcon he isn't guarding anything except his libido because he's trying it on with Jinx in the motor pool. Apparently, they don't really have history together, but it seems like they have something. Because she reminds him he's supposed to be on guard, but says, don't sweat it. Nobody can get close without an ID bracelet. Ah, well, we cut to somebody using an ID bracelet to get in. It's Zorana, the Dreadnoughts, Pythona, and Nemesis. Meanwhile, Falcon is telling Jinx about all the security safeguards that are in place. As he does, we see each one being defeated by the intruders. These are some of uh, the G.I. Joe's best guys, are they? These people? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, the best, the, the, the best guys have all been captured. <laughs> well, that's true because these ones go down very, very easily, don't they? Yeah. And and Five. did did I imagine this, or did Falcon actually slap Jinx on the bum? Oh, he probably did. Yeah. Was the yeah, of, yeah. A firefight breaks out with Joe's and the enemy. Gong Ho tries to reconnect the alarm, but Nemesis grabs him and throws him. Finally, he manages it, and the alarm sounds. Falcon realizes they've got trouble, and the Joes engage, but they're defeated, and Serpentor is taken away. General Hawk grabs Falcon. Because of his irresponsibility, an enemy force was able to break in, free Serpentor, and injure three good men. What would he have done if he had been there? Well, he was supposed to have, he would have alerted everybody before they got in. He was supposed to be at the perimeter. Before they even got into the base. All right, I suppose so. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're confined to quarters until the court martial. Now, if you thought the nutty level was high, mm-hmm. it's about to be cranked up. You're telling me? I'm telling everybody. Back in the Alpine Mountains, a giant slug like creature is flying to Serpentor's base. <laughs> it lands. I'm glad you said it's a, I'm glad you said it's a slug because I hadn't got a clue what it was. I was like, is it a fish? What is it? (laughs) Uh, I'm just going off shape. It lands and is greeted by soldiers all doing the la 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 Mm -hmm. chant. Under globulous orders, two of them lay out a red carpet consisting of beetles. Yeah, keep going. Go on. (laughs) Serpenter steps out of the craft onto the carpet, which makes a crushing sound as he walks. So if this is a flying slug stroke fish or whatever, uh, do they walk out of its arse? Yeah. Because it's, it's, it opens up. Yeah. Okay. Not the first time you've been ejected from an ass. <laughs> Serpenter thanks Globulus for his freedom. For your life, says Globulus, and explains that he is the ruler of Cobra La and created Serpenter. A Dr. Mindbender chips in, No, Serpentor is a product of my genetic engineering. Destro suggests that, you know, Mindbender zips it. <laughs> is that what he says? <laughs> yeah, he says that. Zip it. 
Globulus tells him that he implanted the idea and the skill in Dr. Mindbender's pedestrian brain with a psychic motivator. Oh, if only we had a psychic motivator, Paul. Think of the things you could do. I am. Don't think them. Do them. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, actually, I'm just I'm reconsidering because in my mind, I'm imagining the things you think and probably do them is not the right way to go. All right. Yeah, think them. Don't do them. They all pledge allegiance to Globulus. The Supreme Leader asks Serpiter what happened to the broadcast energy transfer machine, and Serpiter says he was unable to capture it, but he won't fail again. But Globulus says there is a graver matter before them. The trial of Cobra Commander. Why do I, why, why do, why do I think that this is how my career is going to end someday, Colin? I mean, exactly like this, strung up in a giant clown. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be fun, wouldn't it? It'd be a way to go. I guess so, you know? yeah, yeah. Because mm. at this point, a kind of clown plant rises from the water and opens, revealing Cobra Commander hanging inside. Back at the Joe's base, there's a preliminary hearing for Falcon's court martial taking place. The judges have scoured his record and find nothing of merit to offset the maximum penalty for his behaviour. They'd scoured his record? Yeah, it's like looking at your resume. <laughs> no, I was thinking... Um... Of uh, Don Johnson's record. Her beat. Yeah. yeah. It's a classic. I've got, I've got an original vinyl of that. Have you? Yeah. Back mm -hmm. that was that I bought back then. You you with your you with your heartbeat of you with me return of Bruno. What a sad couple of pair we were. <laughs> I know. Who was the sadder though? It's 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 debatable. I think <laughs> you were sadder because at least Reese Bruce had two albums and <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Don yeah, just a edges bit, it a there, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Duke stands up in Falcon's defense. It's revealed that Falcon is Duke's half brother. No, I, I didn't. Never knew that. You didn't? Well, you don't know anything about no, GI Joe, so why would you? I knew Duke. I knew Duke. Yeah. I knew Duke was, but I'd never heard of Falcon. I didn't even know Duke had a brother. Yeah, he does. Half brother. Mm. Mm. Half yeah. brother. Sorry. Yeah. I know underneath it, there's a Joe worth saving. The judges need time to think about it, and Duke is ordered to remove Falcon. Now, Falcon seems a little ungrateful. He tells Duke not to do him any more favours, as he's done enough already, big brother. Jinx says Duke is just trying to help, but Falcon's not buying it. I don't need your help anymore. Get out of my life. But then, the courtroom doors open, and Low Light says, Showtime. I'm loving this, Colin. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. What? <clears throat> What's great? This whole this this whole thing you're oh, doing okay. is is, is fantastic. Right. My half's not going to be half as good as this. I'm telling you that. Okay. Confused, confused is what my half's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've given you all the names now. Yeah, and I'm re not remembering a single one of them. But carry on. They decide not to court martial him, but they are going to send him to the slaughterhouse. Seems a bit harsh. <laughs> back at back at Cobra, la 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 la. CC is telling them they have no jurisdiction over him. Release me at once or taste my wrath. But Globulus is having none of it. Be silent or be silenced. The Dreadnoughts want to know why there's all this legal, flegal nonsense. Just cr can chrome dome and be done with it. But Globulus points out that they are civilized. And Cobra Commander has wronged Cobra La. And that wrong should be avenged. Let the whip of remembrance tell the tale. 
You're familiar with that one, aren't you? The Whip of Remembrance? Oh, I have not yeah. forgotten it. <laughs> 40,000 years ago, the glory of Cobra La dominated this planet, but an age of ice destroyed much of what we have built, and with it began the time of the Barbarians. Surprisingly, they evolved, and gradually they mastered a technology based on inorganic, lifeless substances. The culture was a travesty of our noble ways and a threat to our very existence. We retreated to preserve our ways and wait for an opportunity to reclaim the earth. Generations passed, and then a brilliant young nobleman came to my attention. Although disfigured by a laboratory accident, he was my choice to go into the world, to raise a mighty army and destroy the so-called human civilization that has driven us into exile. The fact that he was disfigured by a blundering in an experiment should have been a clue not to use the guy, right? You'd think so, yes. Yeah. You were my hope, Cobra Commander, and you failed miserably. CC says he was betrayed, that his troops lacked courage, and he was betrayed. As he cries out, the clam shuts tight. Shut your clam. Your mom uh, had an accident. I'll uh, take you to her. Uh-oh. Look, Wild Bill! Who was that? Some stranger. He said Donnie's mom was hurt. I didn't know if I should go with him. Well, just don't do what a stranger says. Check it out with an adult you know. Remember, a stranger can mean danger. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! So later, Globby, and I'm going to call him Globby, takes Cobra Commander to see the ultimate fruit of hypergenetic manipulation. That used to be your nickname there. <laughs> ultimate fruit? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're so damn juicy. And my skin peeled. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you, and then you, you have a giant stone in the centre. <laughs> oh, past that. Yeah, yeah, it was always taking the pip. Oh, well, no. No. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. No. Uh, it must be a Tuesday, though, wasn't it, when this is happening? Why Tuesday? Yeah, that's, that, that's the day when uh, you always get out your um, ultimate fruit of hypergenetic manipulation, isn't it? That's a Tuesday thing. Well, I guess so, because Wednesdays you have to rest, right? That's right. I mean, yeah. you, you, you. it's a weapon that's made up of giant penis-looking fungusoids. Mature fungusoids, your favourite. Sorry, mature fungusoids, yes. Yeah, you like a mature fungusoid, don't you? I do, yeah. yeah. That are going to shoot the seed all around the world, de-evolving all humans into mindless beasts. Although, hasn't this happened already? I have a suspicion that it might have, you know? Oh, yeah. I think we're already there. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. Anyway, the bad guys um, are going to shelter from all this doom in the ice dome. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Blobby goes on to explain that he needs the broadcast energy, MacGuffin thing, the BET, mm -hmm. to provide enough energy in space to mature the spores. Yeah. Got to have mature spores. You can't do that guy again. You've already done it. <laughs> I have, yeah. It's a shame. To which Cobra Commander, CC, as you were calling him, so I remember, yep. lays into Globby for not even having the BET and basically calls him a one-eyed joke of a character. That's a bit harsh, isn't it? It is a bit harsh, although he has got one eye. That's true. He's, he's accurate. 
But Globby has Cobra Commander sentenced for the crime of failure. And a couple of lackeys bring out some smouldering spores. That sounds painful, Ooh. doesn't it? Does he refer to it as an unforgivable crime? He does. Yeah. What was your unforgivable crime? <laughs> Episode one of Retrospection. <laughs> uh, stole my punchline. <laughs> Did I? Oh... Right, we'll uh, do it again. No. Do it again. No, no, no. You, can have, you can have the punchline if you want, but it's fine. Cobra Commander begs, Oh no, not the spores! Well, Cobra Commander's changed from the first part of this podcast. <laughs> he's been recast. <laughs> he's, uh, okay. he's got a bit northern now, so... <laughs> oh, that's all right. But he's infected, and it starts to turn him into a weird snake-human hybrid creature. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Globby is going to toss Cobra Commander out with the trash, but Serpentor orders him thrown in with the Joe prisoners to illustrate the fate that awaits them. Yeah, doesn't he say, don't, somebody else suggests it, and he goes, it's a bit overdramatic. <laughs> You're wearing a big snake costume, mate. I know, that's right. It's funny. He just goes, oh, it's a bit overdramatic, but <laughs> instructive, nevertheless. I thought that was a good line. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, do you think that that's what they were going for? A little bit of a tongue-in-cheek yeah. gag there. Yeah. Yeah. Later, Wild Bill is flying a helicopter and he pushes Falcon out the door with a parachute. Ooh, now, some names there. I know. There was another character on that helicopter, but I have no idea who he was. Uh, lift ticket. Lift ticket? Yeah. Oh, he... he, he. <laughs> he got the short yeah, end of the stick, didn't he, he when did, they were yeah, dishing yeah, out their names yeah, yeah. there? <laughs> yep. And Don Johnson does some incredibly convincing screaming and grunting as he falls. He lands and he's almost dragged over the edge of a cliff, only to be found by what looks like one of Cobra's men. Mm. He tries to fight, but he's tossed around and insulted a bit before one of the village people turns up and orders the men at ease. This is Sergeant Slaughter. Hooray. I was waiting for YMCA to kick in at one point. It does get a bit like that, mm. yeah. It turns out that this is all designed by the Joes to whip Falcon into shape, and Slaughter is the drill sergeant. Yeah, and the names of the three people are with him, huh? I'm getting to it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you expect me not to have written that down, aren't you? But I did, I did. You know, you know the kind of drilling that Slaughter enjoys the most, though, don't you? Oh, what kind of drilling is that, Paul? No, no, you, you, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do my own punchline because it's, it was, it's a dirty joke. Is it? Yes. It's not like you. I know. Hmm. He likes putting shelves up, Colin. I'll say that. Oh, he does. Mm-hmm. But I won't Free say. Books. I won't say. Who he likes putting them up. <laughs> All right. He tells Falcon, anyway, that his job is... <clears throat> to whip you into shape. And there's only two ways out of my command. On your feet like a man or in a diddy bag. An itty bitty diddy bag. Diddy bag. Yeah. Nice going, Paul. What, what, what's a... Itty bitty diddy bag. 
A ditty bag is a receptacle for odds and ends, usually used by sailors or fishermen. Thank you. That's that bag that they carry over the shoulder. And, and it's called a ditty bag, people think, because of the word ditto, because the bags have two of everything in them. Why did I know that you would be able to supply that information? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Slaughter introduces Falcon to the men. Yep, who are called. Okay, he's coming. He's coming. Uh, yeah. We've got Mercer, an ex-Cobra man who's turned sides, and he spits on a scorpion just to show us that he's a bad dude. Yeah. Tough. Red Dog. Red Dog, yeah. Doesn't get any better if you say it like that, Colin. But... <laughs> Doesn't know. Who apparently was kicked out of pro football for unnecessary roughness. Oh, that means he's really tough. And um, he's got a big stick as well. It's just the way he walks, isn't it? <laughs> now, he's Red Dog um, Native American, by any chance. I can't remember what he looks like. Does he look... Is he stereotypically... Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. See, there is another Native American the Joe team called Spirit. Yeah. And we've got Taurus. Now, he's an ex-circus acrobat who's got a big sword. Yeah, I call bowl on that. <laughs> I'm sure he polishes it a lot, Colin. It's very shiny. Polishes his sword. Yeah, it is, yeah. They jump into vehicles and head off to the barracks. But they leave Falcon to run his way there on foot. Although he wouldn't run any yeah. other way but on his feet, would he? But that was that was badly written. No. That was a badly written. It was, yeah. <laughs> he runs on his hands. Wow, they really are tough. <laughs> Gotta use your feet, Falcon. Gotta use your hands. You know what? If he'd have said that in this movie, it wouldn't have surprised me, to be honest. He just mm. he just took yeah, it. I'd have taken it. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, the captive Joe's watch as Cobra Commander is brought in. And as the doors are open, they fight their way out. Yeah. Globby orders his men to attack the Joes as Cobra Commander screams a warning that it's a trap. And sure enough, weird vines grab the Joes and drag them into the air. Oh. At this point, I, again, I'm like, I'm just going with it now. It's the best way, Paul. Just let it happen. I, I will say this for this film. I had no idea how it was going to end. There you go. It's not dull, it's is not it? not dull. No, I'll get, that is true. Cobra Commander tells Roadblock that he knows another way out, and he'll show him as long as he takes him with him. Yeah, so we've got Cobra mm -hmm. helping the Joes. That's right. And he's starting to turn into a Cobra as well, isn't he? We should say. Yeah, he is, yeah. Reluctantly, he agrees, but he tells Cobra Commander that he'd better play it straight. And it'll turn his eyeballs inside out. Yeah, that's harsh. Very harsh. Don't want that to mm. happen. How would he do that? Pull them out, then then turn them around and push them back in? Yes. All right. Okay. Yeah, you've answered your own question there, mate. Just just, just wanting clarification from you, you know, being the, the, the yeah. Joe, the, the big Joe fan. Well, uh, 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 being a guy who pushes <laughs> eyeballs in for a living. <laughs> For a living. All right. <laughs> yeah, get, get paid by the eyeball. Uh. <laughs> but as they leave, Globby sends Nemesis Enforcer after them. 
Nemesis Enforcer looks a lot like um, a certain X-Men character. If you know, you know. I'll leave that one there. Okay. The Enforcer right. blinds Roadblock by squirting some of that weird... Jizz. Jizz into his face. <laughs> but picking up Cobra Commander, they get away and they fall into a river. The bad guys are advancing to get... See, I wrote the bad guys then, but... Don't know who any of these people are at this point. I'm just going to write bad guys. The the enemy. The enemy are advancing to get the BET as the spores start to launch. Roadblock and Cobra Commander wash ashore. Still blinded, Roadblock hears the spores launch and Cobra Commander fills him in on what's happening. It's like one of those films where there's two people handcuffed together and they have to help each other escape. That would be interesting, but they kind of disappear for a while in this movie, don't they? Well, you got 80-odd characters. It's hard to keep everybody. <laughs> but honestly, when they, do re- when they do reappear later towards the end, I'd forgotten they were in it. Yeah. Yeah. It- it's not bad for a 90-minute film. Oh, it packs it in. It really yeah. packs it in. Picking up the now completely reptilian Cobra Commander, Roblox sex off. Sex, sex off? They're <laughs> <laughs> having a sex off. Uh, <laughs> you like you like your snakes, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Picking up the now completely reptilian Cobra Commander, Roadblock sets off to try to warn the other Joes in time. It's sunrise over the mountains. We're at the slaughterhouse, and everyone is chowing down for breakfast as Falcon staggers in. So he, he's he's only mm. just got there, Falcon. Yeah, it's been two days. We get a training montage. With lots of muscly yep. men doing manly things. Yep. It's like a peek in your own personal life. <laughs> Later, Slaughter is talking to Duke on camera. And after inquiring how Falcon's doing, Duke orders Slaughter and his recruits to find the missing Joes. Do you know I wrote 38 pages of notes for this? Wow. wow. <sighs> Slaughter tells them the mission. But they're not over-enthusiastic. Think of it as a rough training exercise, he tells them. I bet he says that to all the guys. And girls. No, it's mostly guys if it's slaughter, isn't it? I mean, look at him. <laughs> I mean, I'm not being funny, but, you know. Falcon then jokes that maybe they should make it a real challenge and leave their weapons behind. Slaughter thinks that this is a great idea and orders them to move out. No weapons. Uh, what? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> in-, in fairness, it's not unusual. In World War II, deep recon teams would go out unarmed because the commanders didn't want them to be tempted to use their weapons because if they used their weapons, then that would alert the enemy that there's other soldiers around. (laughs) 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 All right. (laughs) I mean, he's only a stupid joke, Colin, but all right, go. (laughs) So the Joes hide the BET in a civilian lab, but one of the men runs out, removes her helmet, and laughs maniacally. It's the Baroness in disguise. Oh, yeah, she's good at disguises, mm. it's the Baroness. Mm-hmm. She's hot. <laughs> uh, all right. All right, <laughs> your, top, your top three hot cartoon characters, go. Uh, oh, well, uh, Baroness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scrappy-Doo doesn't count. Je- Jessica Rabbit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, uh, Princess from Battle of the Planets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, there you go. That's what I thought you were going to say. See? The other one. Was it like tiny? <laughs> <laughs> well, you already said three. Oh, okay. Fair it would have been far. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'd, I, I'd have a bit of Velma. From, uh, oh, yeah. Vel- Velma's nice. You don't like Daphne? Oh, yeah. I guess Velma. Velma's, Velma's oh. now, though, apparently she's a lesbian, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Works for me. But not for her. <laughs> no, but, you know. <laughs> this, is, this is a weird sexist conversation. A sexist conversation? Sexist conversation. I thought, you said, I thought you said sexy conversation. Well, it's sexy too, yeah. Depends on the cartoon character. The, yeah, that's true. The, that's the, true. the one with the, the cravat in um, Scooby-Doo, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, to, just for some balance. <laughs> yeah, Godzuki. Actually, no, he's the kid, isn't he? I meant yeah. Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> no, too scaly. Bestiality and paedophilia there. <laughs> yeah, too scaly for me. Oh yeah. Also, it's risky. Fiery breath. You've had worse. That's true. Uh, <laughs> trying to think, who else? That's it, really, isn't it? Oh, mm-hmm. Betty. Flintstones. Betty's the neighbour, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, 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 she's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're reduced to now. Is this our life? Yeah, this is it. This is it. Just the sexiest cartoon characters. Oh. Or cartoon characters you fancy. Anyway, Slaughter and the men arrive at the Cobra base, and Mercer explains that they can get in through the air conditioning. And he tells them that the real men can go in, the cowards can stay out here. Yeah. A bit uncalled for, but all right. Gotta have rules. They crawl inside and listen as Serpentor is telling his men that the Baroness has located the BET. They do the Cobra la-la-la-la praising him, to which Mercer tells the men that he's never heard anything like that before. He's right. Everyone Mm. agrees with that. Nobody has. (laughs) <laughs> Nobody will again. That's true. Do they never do that again then? Oh, I can't remember. The... I, it's a long time mm. since I've seen the cartoon series. I probably bet they don't. I bet they don't too. Mm. Slaughter orders Falcon to get word back to Joe headquarters while he and the rest of the guys got to kick some ass. Yeah. They sneak down into a room where two guards are guarding stuff. And they drag one off, and I did laugh as the other guy turns around and he actually does the, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he? Well, you would, wouldn't you? There's a, there's a guy in a tight vest. <laughs> a silly hat. <laughs> they take them out. I mean, they, they, they don't take them out. For dinner. Take them out. Cinema. Yeah. What are we watching, Dry grab- Joe? Oh, no. <laughs> Worst date ever. No, we'll go see the My Little Pony movie. I hear that's... Uh... Oh, that's all right. That one's okay. Yeah, yeah. They grab some guns. Although it would have been simpler just to bring their own, but okay. I've told you the reason why. I know, I know, I know. And Slaughter plants an explosive charge. There's a shootout, and the guards raise the alarm. Falcon finds the comm room, and he tries to call Joe HQ, but he's attacked by guards and rendered unconscious. The rest of the team make a run for it, but Slaughter makes them go back to find Falcon, who at this moment is being slapped by Serpentor, 
as he tries to find out the purpose of the mission. And I've got to say, it's some of the weakest slappage I've seen in a long time. Didn't Serpent have the one that slapped Cobra Commander earlier on? Yes. Was he just slapping people throughout this entire That's his film? Thing. That's his thing. That's his thing. Okay. He's a slapper. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but Falcon resists somehow, as he knows that in five minutes the whole place is going to blow. Yeah, military training. You can hold out. It's going to blow. Slaughter's coming in. <laughs> Just then, Slaughter and the men enter, and the fight continues. Nemesis Enforcer chucks a spore thing onto Slaughter's face, which I'm sure he's secretly enjoying. But Falcon gets it off him, and they fight their way out. And just then, the base starts to explode. Thank you. Meanwhile, the spores are still heading skyward. A Serpentor emerges from a bunker. Back at Joe's base. (laughs) Joe's base. Yeah, just Joe's. (laughs) Next to Joe's cafe. Yeah, nice bar, actually. The men secure the BETs as Cobra attacks. Duke and his men set out as the rest jump into a helicopter. But it won't start. I caramba, says one of the men. And Jinx replies, first one to say anything about my bad luck gets a knuckle massage. Yeah, you'd like that. Sounds all right. Yeah, not too bad. As long as you use all five. All five knuckles? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. The fight continues. Stuff explodes. <laughs> Specific of me there, wasn't it? <laughs> Glad you're not doing audio commentary. Ah. Uh, so some people shoot at each other, a bit uh, explodes. Yeah. Each other, yeah. As these weird insect bird things start to shoot something onto Joe's tanks. I mean, I know what it looks like. Mm. And it makes this sound effect. This kind what of sound effect. It's more, it's like a. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I mean, it looks like something, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. Duke orders them sh- shot out of the sky. Meanwhile, Jinx finally gets the helicopter up and running, and they start shooting the weird jizz birds down. Is that what you're calling them? That's jizz what I'm calling birds. Jizz birds. All right. But eventually, Jinx crashes into a building. But luckily, they're fine. Yeah, yeah, they're okay. It was only, it's only a minor crash. Minor crash, yeah. Yeah. There's more lasers, exploding, noises. A Serpentor orders the Marauders deployed, and these are weird, worm-like creatures. Yeah. Don't know what they are. It's bonkers, this, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's not just me, is it? It is bonkers. Oh, no, it's, 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 it's bonkers. Yeah, it's great. Things aren't looking good. The Joes are getting creamed. Literally. Li- literally. As Destro orders his men to cut into the casing that's housing the BET. Nemesis Enforcer pushes his way through. And using his arm blades, rips it open, getting to the BET. And Colin's gesticulating. I presume you're showing, you're doing the action of the, the arm blades ripping yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm acting. It was like I was watching the movie again. Yeah. yeah. Outside, Duke orders the Joes to aim for the soft underbellies of the Marauders. It's a bit personal. I mean, we can't all have rock-hard abs, thick, oily biceps and flowing head of hair, can we? No, you can't. (laughs) 
Destro and the gang take the BET, and Serpentor lands his plane to take possession of it. But Slaughter and his men appear, and they start blasting. Serpentor does his Cobra la 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 thing and fires a rocket, blowing up Slaughter's vehicle. In the shops by Christmas, by the way, I would imagine. Probably, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Duke sees this and runs over, arriving just in time to stop Falcon from dying. Serpentor and Duke fight, and as Serpentor grabs one of his snake spear things and throws it at Falcon, Duke jumps in the way and gets impaled in the chest, collapsing into Falcon's arms. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is he going to be dead? Sure, I hope not. Serpentor jumps onto the BET and a flying bug thing picks them up and they fly away. Hawk zooms in in a fighter jet as he hears over the radio that Serpentor is getting away and Duke has been seriously wounded. Seriously wounded? Mm. Ah, okay. Later, a medic is tending to Duke as Hawk lands. Fol Lifeline. Lifeline. Is that, who he's is that what he's called? Lifeline? Yep, mm. yep. That's a good name for a medic. He, he's the only pacifist G.I. Joe. Oh. But he went far in G.I. Joe world. Well, well, he never died, so he did a bang-up job. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Falcon talks to Duke. <clears throat> Promise me. I'm going to act now. You ready? Prom Promise me. Yeah. Promise me. You'll get your act together. He's got a bit northern there as well, hasn't he? Promise me. I'm, I'm waiting for you. Right? Right. When are you going to act? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for it. Promise. Has it started? Yes. This is me acting now. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. Shh, 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 everybody. Everybody shush. Who are you talking to? <laughs> the audience. All right. Promise me. You'll get your act together, whispers Duke. And be a credit to your country. I'll make you proud, Falcon tells him. There's, there's more, there's more, there's a bit more, <sighs> and we've won, <laughs> and we've won final gasp of, yo, Joe. Duke closes his eyes, his head goes limp, and a hastily recorded line tells us he's gone into a coma. Ray, he's not dead. <laughs> I have to say though, yo, 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 Joe sounded less like someone dying and more like an eighty-year-old <laughs> with emphysema saying it. <laughs> I remember the war, yo, Joe. <laughs> My interpretation of the character, you think? It was very good. Thank you. It was very moving. Thank you. It's so obvious. Maybe so moving, it made me want to move and leave. <laughs> We're nearly there. <laughs> it's not like yeah, that. That's true. Yeah. No. I mean, it's so, it's so obvious that he was meant to be dead, isn't it? It really is. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Back at Cobra. Serpentor takes the BET to Globby and they fire it at the pods in orbit. Globby yep. holds up a stick with a little worm on it, explaining that when this time worm completes its journey, the, po the pods will ripen and the spores will burst. <laughs> time worm? They're not very yeah, they're not very practical, those. You just buy a watch, mate. <laughs> because it's a big, long stick. And the worm goes round the stick, mm -hmm. and the higher it goes up, tells you the time mm -hmm. or how many seconds you've got. So it's just not very useful, is not it? Not really, no. Oh, do you know what time it is? Uh, oh, no, I didn't bring my time worm with me. <laughs> Sorry. 
Do you think that this is only introduced so that it can get used later? Because it doesn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Joes locate the energy source of the BET and prepare to move out. All I want is Serpentor, growls Falcon. But Beachhead isn't... Oh, that was Falcon? Yeah. But Beachhead isn't sure that the recruits are ready. Hawk agrees and orders Falcon and the others to remain at the base. Meanwhile, Roadblock, you remember him? Yeah. Yeah. He's still marching through the snow with the now completely serpentine Cobra Commander on his back. Yep. Roadblock is sick of Cobra Commander going on and on about once being a man. <laughs> you sounds like you, don't I? <laughs> once? <laughs> yeah, once. <laughs> yeah, just once. Yeah, just once. June the 15th, 1992. <laughs> For three minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's twice. And they slide down a mountain, only to land in front of some Joes. Hey! Hey, nicely done. And there's lots of hugging. Yeah. Roadblock contacts Falcon at the base, telling him that they need to warn Hawk that they're heading into a trap. Yeah. Hawk and the Joes attack the Cobra base, just as Roadblock gets on the radio and warns Hawk about the weird tree things that are waiting for them inside. Just in time, just in... sort of. Not really. But it's too late. The vines take out the Joes. As somehow, Falcon is watching all this on his monitor. Excellent communications equipment they've got in Joe land. There was a lot of that about in the 80s, wasn't there? There was, mm. yeah. It's, it's funny how we've gone backwards with our ability to view things that are happening mm. outside of objects. Yeah, and, it's strange. Yeah, be able strange. to zoom in yeah. and cut and zoom in. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and you could take like a, a a screenshot from a million miles away and zoom in mm -hmm. and then read like the lettering on a mm -hmm. index card. Yeah, and now we can't do that. I know. You know what happened, don't you? What? Spars? Spars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what happened? We got rid of Kit. I mean, he was the he was the one that started all that, wasn't he? That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. once we stopped investing in those kind of cars. That's right, yeah. All went by the wayside. It did. Falcon is informed about the pods and what will happen to the world if the spores are released. That's not going to happen, says Falcon, as he and the rest of the men head out. Meanwhile, what did you say his name was? The Doctor? Uh, well, there's one called Doc and there's one called Lifeline. Lifeline's the red and, one with the red and white I gear think this is Doc. Doc is the, uh... I think this is Doc. Okay. Doc is treating Roadblock's blindness, but there's nothing he can do to help Cobra Commander's mutation. Oh, it's too far advanced. Falcon arrives and they take Cobra Commander with them as they hope that he can help them to sneak inside the base. Unfortunately, unfortunately, though, he's now a complete snake and he just slivers off out of the movie. I was waiting for it, like, it to be a big thing that he was going to come back and, and do something at the end of the movie. But no, he's just gone. No, it's gone. It's finished. Got, got to watch the second season of G.I. Joe. Do, do, does he come back? Is he still a snake? At that point? I can't remember. Right. I can't remember. Yeah, he's, he's full snake forever. No, I can't remember, to be honest. Oh, okay. Luckily, though, the team discover a way in through a water tunnel and start to fight their way through. Joe's attacking helicopters, more lasers, more explosions. 
It's exciting. The weird vines are destroyed, releasing the captured Joes. So they're not dead, the people that got dragged off. No. They've just no. been hanging just... there. Yes, they're bushwhacked. Bushwhacked. And now, with the extra help, the Joes have the upper hand in the fight. They head for the BET. Globby orders a lot of weird creatures to attack the Joes as they fight blobs, spiders. I'm pretty sure I saw a giant stick insect type thing at one point as well. Did, yeah. I'm going to say it again. Batshit bonkers. (laughs) (laughs) Falcon reaches the BETs and there's more fighting. Serpentor taunts Falcon and the fight looks to be going badly. There's clams, poison, globules. Everything uh, a person could wish for. But suddenly, he does come back. Cobra Commander slithers in, distracting Serpentor long enough for Falcon to beat him off. I beg your pardon. He beats him off, doesn't he? I didn't actually write that. I didn't write that with the intention of making it sound rude. It's only as I read it aloud then. (laughs) But, ooh. (laughs) Okay. Movies took a turn. <laughs> yeah. Serpentor jumps onto a craft and flies away as Jinx battles Pythona and Slaughter fights Nemesis. Globby uses his powers to open a gaping chasm between him and the Joes and Jinx manages to send Pythona falling into it. That didn't go so well, did it? No, bad idea. Slaughter finally kicks Nemesis' ass before tossing him into the chasm also. Falcon jumps onto Serpentor's craft they struggle, and he manages to dive off just as Serpentor also goes crashing down into the chasm. Falcon then faces off against Globby. But Falcon starts to get his ass kicked as Globby starts to squeeze his head in his hands. It's quite rude, this, isn't it? Um, yeah, you're making it rude, Paul. It's not really rude. <laughs> Slaughter, stuck on the other side of the chasm, helpfully shouts out, Don't give up! Cheers, mate. Yeah, all right, I won't then. I was thinking about yeah, it. Thinking, you know. Yeah, yeah, I was going to pack it in, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. As Falcon notices the stick with the time worm laying on the ground. Ooh, he's like, oh, that's a nice watch. <laughs> I've got one of those. Grabbing it, he stabs Globby, jumps onto the BET and deactivates it. Nice move, Slaughter. Unfortunately, though, it looks like the pods have already matured as the spores begin to burst forth. Oh, no. Globby makes his escape, but Falcon starts to overload the BET, which sends out a pulse to destroy the spores. Hooray! (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you did? (laughs) Yeah, I did. I cheered. But it looks like the explosion is going to kill Falcon as well. But Slaughter spins Mm. Jinx over the chasm, and Falcon grabs her ankles and manages to swing back to the other side. Looks very unlikely, this. Very unlikely. <laughs> at, at first, when they started doing it, I, I couldn't work out who was spinning who. I was, I thought, surely she's not spinning flo- slaughter around. <laughs> They're not spinning. The world's turning around them. Oh, right. Is that how it's going? <laughs> yeah. Make, it would make just as much sense. <laughs> they run for it as the BET explodes, destroying everything. Boom! Is that what it does? It just goes boom. Boom. Later, and everyone is celebrating their victory. 
as another hastily recorded line tells the gang that there's good news. Duke's come out of his coma. Well, there's a turn up, eh? Yeah, who'd have seen that coming? Not even the writers. <laughs> there's hugs, cheers of yo-jos, and more cheers, as Falcon and Jinx watch the last of the destroyed spores fall from the sky. Thanks, big brother, whispers Falcon, almost as though he's dead. Yeah. Mm, yeah, like he's looking that. up in the sky, right? It's funny. Yeah. yeah, he's not. Yeah. And that's the end of G.I. Joe the movie. But, but what about Globby? Or the nice snake-top Cobra Commander? Or or all the other plot threads that are left hanging from this movie? <laughs> Gonna have to watch the TV series now, pal. Am I? Yes. Oh, all right. I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Right. So, Paul, what did you think of G.I. Joe the movie? Look, I know that you're a big G.I. Joe fan, Colin. Mm-hmm, yeah. But aside from catching the series a few times as a kid, this was all new to me. And I've got yeah. to say, I've got to say, it was a little bit confusing at times. Yep, yep, yeah. So many characters, I found it hard to keep track of all their names. In fact, as I said before, I had to watch it more than once to take it all in. It's clearly designed to sell more toys. Yeah. As all these things are, really, aren't they? Yeah, they are, yeah. And it was fun to look at all the vehicles and say to myself, oh, there's one, there's another, that'll be a toy, that'll be a toy. Yeah. The voice acting, it ranged from excellent to Don Johnson. (laughs) <laughs> that's a new scale yeah. that's a scale we should use from now on <laughs> although we both love Don Johnson but you know that's a scale oh, yeah. we should use yeah yeah, we both love Don Johnson isn't it? yeah but he, he's, not, he's not good in this is he no although I do have to say that his involvement did take me by surprise the thing that I loved about it the most though was just how utterly utterly mental it was right it was interesting that we got this organic tech from the bad guys uh, and it had a really distinctive look and feel about it. It was a nice contrast to all the Joe's hard work. I thought that was really yeah. well thought out. I enjoyed the opening sequence and the terrible song. It was fun. Yes. Yeah. Is it a hit? Ooh, you tell me. Go on then. It's a hit. There's enough here for it to be a, a yes Whoa, from me. Oh, that's a surprise. But will I watch with reservations? Will I watch any more of the cartoon afterwards? Probably not. Oh, that's it, not good. It it was fun. Mm-hmm. I was confused as hell, but it was fun. Right. So what about you? I know where you're gonna go with this. But... I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, drop the mic, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I enjoy it. I, I I think there's two kinds of G.I. Joe fans. There are those that like the military side of it, mm-hmm. and then there are those that like the science fiction and fantasy side of it. And I, I lean towards the science fiction and fantasy side of it. That surprises me a bit. And, and I was, I, I've got to say I was surprised at the amount of that there is in this film. I wasn't expecting that. Right, but then in the cartoon series, there's parallel worlds, time travel... Things like that. Oh, right. Okay. See, I always thought that it was just a good guys versus bad guys sort of military type thing. I did. I wasn't right. expecting all these creatures and weird globule things coming over yeah. <laughs> everything, you know. There's a lot of science fiction in G.I. Joe. 
Oh, right. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the film does have problems in that it is geared towards selling toys, and so half the jokes disappear for most of it so that you could bring out these new characters. Mm-hmm. And then you got, like, the training session because they're trying to introduce them to fans. Mm-hmm. I would rather they just did a film with all the original characters. Yeah. Do you, do you think that that would have been more successful then? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, all the kids could play, could already have the toys and could play, reenact the film yeah. with the toys and yeah. things like that. Um, but I do think it's fun. I think um, in the writer's commentary, he makes a statement that usually they they like to have a read-through because then they can finesse the dialogue mm-hmm. and add lines and remove lines, and they didn't have that with this film. Oh, right, okay. So I think that would have been a great benefit because mm-hmm. it just feel a bit stilted and weird sometimes. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, definitely. Animation's fun, though. I mean, it's got it's that 80s cheesy animation, you know. It looks like every other 80s cartoon animation wise but but not in terms of content yeah Yeah, the designs are excellent Mm, mm -hmm. Uh, and i do enjoy it but i think it's a largely amount to do with nostalgia for the characters yeah and the toys Mm -hmm. Um, but for me it's a hit but i would prefer the actual cartoon series to the film I think the writing's better in the cartoon series. Mm-hmm. And you're not dealing with all these new characters that you don't care about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see and that. And they tend, they tend to focus on, on a character in, in the cartoon series. You know, they'll have an episode and it'll fit this character, yeah. so it'll focus on that character. Do any of these new characters continue to appear in the show afterwards? Yeah, they do. They do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so... Double hit there. I was surprised at that. Yeah. Yeah, it is a surprise. I thought you'd hate it. I'll be honest, I was expecting to hate it, so it was a nice surprise. Yeah. Well, that's good. Makes a change. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's it for G.I. Joe the movie and this episode of Retrospection. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. Rate and review us wherever you can, because that always helps. And so now you know all about G.I. Joe. But remember, knowing is half the battle. Goodbye. Bye.